Well, yes, yes, y'all. We're back at it for another one. It's the First Fridays podcast brought to you by thegodcollection.com with me, your girl, your host, Ali Don, the goddess MC. And today I'm here with a very special guest, Mr. V. Sims, if you're nasty. Thank you very much. <laughs> Thank you very much for being a part of the podcast today. I know you are a forced guest and you um, are more than qualified. No, I'm not a forced guest. I'm not a forced guest. It's all good. So I just don't mind helping out a friend. I don't mind being out here talking about this and talking about what we got going on today. So hit at me what you got. All what right. you got? What are we talking about? Okay, so... You've been briefed as a brief disclaimer. Now, today we're going to be talking about male performance anxiety because you were one of the people that made me aware that this is even a thing. I had no idea. So, I'm surprised you didn't know this was a thing. I was like, I thought this was a thing to everybody with all the commercials out there. I mean, I suppose so, but maybe we just didn't piece it together because I talked to some of my female constituents and it seems like it's possible that many other women are also not aware of some of the things that men think about when it comes to performance in the bedroom. So this particular podcast is going to keep it light, but also it's really informative too, because I thought it was important to talk about this because just as a disclaimer, necessary disclaimer, I'm not a doctor. Mr. V is not a doctor. I have a master's degree in psychology and I'm a graduate certified life coach. Okay. So just want to put that disclaimer out there and I'm always learning. Okay, flex. Okay, flex. Always learning, doing some research. And I did uh, just recently learn some new information about all kinds of things when it comes to male performance. And one thing that you let me know is that males oftentimes have some pressure to perform in the bedroom and it can often create a real type of anxiety. So can you talk about that a little bit? Because I've never heard of this until you mentioned that. (laughs) Well, just more the fact on is just on sometimes males are always thinking like, okay, well, let me me go ahead. Let me put it down. Let me put it down and let me get this work get this right, let me marinate this 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 oopsie and everything. And so it's just so it's just more the fact on sometimes a woman can sit there and bring a man down due to his performance in the bedroom. Mm. So do you think that this is typically like a thought that he would have anyway, or is it typically the woman's response or reaction that kind of creates the anxiety? I would say it's a it's a thing of both, but then at the same time, it'll just be more on a male's perspective in his own head. Because if a male would sit there like he, let's say we we've all seen porn, well males have all seen porn and everything, and they see the man dingoes and the dingoes and the ingoes and everything okay. else, they'd be mm-hmm. like, okay, I could do what he can do. Or let me, let, I can put it down like he can put it down and stuff, but then at the same time, there's others that are like, dang, can I really put it down like that, or can I do it like that? So it's just, I won't say it's a thing of, uh, if a female's going to come after a dude about it, then he can, uh, that could be insecure about that, but then at the same time, it's just more the fact of um, a man could get in his own head, too. 
Well, that's interesting because I was going to ask you what some of the triggers are for performance anxiety when it comes to how a man thinks before he gets ready to perform in the bedroom. But I mean, you said watching porn, that can be like just the comparison of watching uh, a porn star perform in the videos. It might kind of create this expectation that. Correct. Okay. So a man might think that he needs to perform this way, and if he can't, he might get ridiculed or he might get criticized by his partner. Right, right. And, and then, too, at the same time, like, women women know things, and then women, all, every movies and everything talks, and then, shoot, what is it? Even Miss Nelly had the song, uh, One Minute Man. So. Right, that's true. So it's just kind of those things can get into a guy's head and him subconsciously be thinking about it and just, am I up to, am am I adequate? Am I up to par? Am I above average? Am I average? Am I below average? So it's just all those things that kind of get into play as well. Now, how often do you think these thoughts typically happen? Is it like every single time? Or now, now first, another disclaimer here. We are on the godcollection.com for the saints. Okay, so of course, we are talking about with your spouse for the listeners who particularly subscribe to religious moral beliefs to be married first. So how often would you have these thoughts where you might be anxious to perform? Is it every single time you're getting ready to have sex or is it a certain scenario or certain situations that make you feel like that? I would say more the fact that if you have a new partner, that's usually when it happens. Mm, Maybe, maybe like within like depending on even if it's like a one night stand kind of thing, or if it's like you you literally have a new partner, like you're trying to y'all are about the form y'all are forming this relationship, y'all been on the three dates and everything, and y'all been going y'all been going in, and then like now y'all are fully a little bit committed to each other. So I think it's like within that first times, those first times and everything is when it happens, but then. On the male's perspective, if she ain't gonna say nothing, he's not gonna think anything wrong, and he's gonna be like, "Okay, well, I'm good." So mm-hmm. I, I honestly think it's in that first, that first time, in those first times, that's when it happens. Is when the man's gonna think about it. That's interesting. Wow. And then also uh, when you. Uh, over a period of time, you might see something slipping up or something happening, and she's going to call you out on. But I want to say that's possibly later on down the road. Mm. Well, that's really interesting, too, because it it was just making me think about, especially if those who are abstinent, they're waiting, they've been dating for an extended period of time. And even those who are waiting until they're married, it's like they've had this great relationship for extended period of time, and then they finally get down to their performance in the bedroom. I think that would just even increase the anxiety even more because they've been in this long-term relationship and they're finally going there. That's got to be pretty nerve-wracking, I would imagine. Nope, nope, because y'all already said I do, and in sickness <laughs> and in health. And this is sickness and in health, and you you promised to stick by your man. So okay. if you did not test the waters before and you ain't liking what the water is going through, that's on you. So that's he's my like, hey, this is, this is me. You already said I do, girl. Like, this is what you're getting right now. 
This is what you agreed to. This is what you this agreed to. <laughs> this is what you agreed. Now, granted, now, now, granted, at the same time, if she's if she's unhappy and stuff, then yeah, y'all y'all need to have a talk about this. But at the same time, this is what y'all agreed to. You when you say I do in sickness and health, both of them. This is what y'all agreed to. That is true. <laughs> That is and, that, and it goes the same, and it goes the same way for the man. If she ain't gonna be doing some of the performances that you've been seeing on the TVs, yeah, this is what she, this is what you agreed to. So that's my opinion on that. Now, granted, don't get me wrong, abstinence and and, and holding out into that's that's a own personal choice. It's a great choice. That ain't for me, though. That is not oh, for me. Oh, my goodness. Okay. Well, a lot of people have a problem um, being abstinent, waiting until they're married. You know, it's like some people say that's an old school tradition. People don't do that anymore. It's not the 1800s. Someone told me once upon a time. So anybody who wants to wait because they have that conviction, I definitely encourage it. And for everyone else, of course, we want to promote safe sex practices, making sure that you get tested at least once a year if you are sexually active. Now, I do want to talk about porn again, since you did mention that. This is let something... Me, let, me, let me go back and piggyback off of what you just said, because at the same time, there are people who still practice abstinence. Even mm-hmm. to this day, there are people who will wait until they're married. And there are people who, and, and, they, and they always practice safe sex and stuff, safe sex too. But again, it is an old tradition, but it is still relevant to this day. That's all I'm going to say about that part. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I agree. Thank you for saying that. So, and I think that, I think that also reminds me of something. I remember I was talking to you before and I was mentioning that sometimes males have a problem when they want to practice abstinence and they're telling their female partner, someone that they're dating, that they're abstinent. Sometimes the women will take it personally. They think there's something wrong with him. And then I think that's where, I mean, women can be kind of difficult sometimes where they're like, oh, well, what's wrong with you? There must be something wrong. They might start attacking his sexuality, but it's mainly because he just wants to be abstinent for his own personal beliefs or religious reasons. And so men have a tough time, sometimes women also, when they try to say that they're abstinent, you know, people just don't even want to bother getting to know them anymore, which can make it really difficult for a lot of people to date. I mean, I know I've been dumped a bunch of times uh, over being abstinent and I remember talking to one of the saints um, young lady in the church beautiful girl who told me that she was abstinent too and she was sexually attracted to somebody that she was interested in but she said that she couldn't trust herself around him so she decided to stop dating him just because she was afraid of taking things to the next level when she really didn't want to do that so sometimes people do have to exercise an extreme amount of self-control in order to avoid those those triggers, I can sit there and say, so for for your friend who was like that, she needs to have a conversation with him. I don't think she needs to fully go to the extreme about that because he might have been that deeply interested in her and everything to understand and respect her enough that they had that conversation. But at the same time, um, it's. There, there, if if someone's not willing to accept it or to understand it, and if someone appreciates it, 
then it may not be that person for you. But again, like I said, I have a couple of friends who literally practice abstinence until they were married. And then they got married and and so now I guess they're having the sex. But <laughs> the sex now. Yes. But I have friends and honestly some of them have been male friends. And um to where they practice it and then they found that partner. So don't get me wrong. It's it, it, it's, a, it's a two-way street. It's a two-way street. Yeah, yeah it me. definitely is for sure. But yeah. again, that ain't for me. I'm over, <laughs> okay. I'm over here. For I'm in these streets. Okay. okay, you're in the streets. Okay, so I wanted to talk about porn a little bit only because for religious people in particular and maybe some that are not even religious sometimes this creates a conflict for couples because i've heard stories and seen women talk about how their partner watches porn and they're really upset sometimes they're disgusted by the fact that their partner watches porn maybe they're intimidated by the women who are in the porn or they just simply think that what they're watching is unrealistic And they just feel like, okay, how can I compete with the things that you're seeing in this porn? But one thing that you were saying is that a couple who watches porn together stays together. I said that. Yeah, you said that. that? Yeah, you said that. (laughs) (laughs) And and, and I know, honestly, I can't necessarily agree, or I can't say that wholeheartedly. You were joking. well, I was joking, but then at the same time, it's just more the fact of if if a couple can watch it together, then they can at least they have confidence in each other, or they have a, a safe place of belief in each other. To where, hey, this I like this, and you like this, or and then too at the same time, it might give them ideas. Well, that's true and stuff. And so, um, not gonna out myself but at the same time out myself <clears throat> some of these only fans this some of them are couples or whatnot that are on there and stuff too and so I'm just like hey like okay like so again it's just if y'all are open and confident with your sexuality about that part then then that's what happens it's just y'all can have an agreement or y'all have an understanding either partner or whatnot. That's my belief on it. I think that's important what you said to be confident in yourself because I think oftentimes I think the same way well maybe someone is not confident in themselves when they realize that their partner is watching porn. Now there can be some problematic porn watching to be honest with you from a mental health standpoint because we are talking about male performance anxiety and that also covers, for example, some sexual dysfunction, um, erectile dysfunction or premature ejaculation, for example. There are certain instances where men can only get aroused, whether they can get an erection or they can only maintain an erection when they're watching porn, but they can't when they're with their partner. Now, that's when it becomes that problematic territory. Not something that women should be looking for, not just he's watching porn and you're worried but he doesn't have a problem getting with you in the bedroom everything is all good but if it gets to the point where he cannot get aroused by his spouse at all anymore and he can only get aroused or maintain his arousal or only ejaculate properly meaning it's not premature if he can only do that by by watching porn then then that's something that's cause for concern 
I, I agree with that. I agree with that. Because at the same time, like, how, how are you going to have your partner there who you want to be, who you are wanting to be with? And it may sound bad, but at the same time, who you were considering to be with and not have those same urges towards your partner compared to someone that's on a screen that you can't physically touch. Right. I would say that is a problem. Right. And that's not something that I think anybody should take um, personally if they're noticing that their partner is not getting aroused by them, meaning they're not able to get an erection. They're not able to um, sustain while they're having sex. It's not one to be taken personally because in most cases it could either be because of a physical problem that he's having or it could be a psychological problem that he's having, in which case he can see a, a professional. Now, just to break down some statistics, so it's so interesting when I when I found this out that when it comes to sexual dysfunction, most patients, and this is both for male and female patients, because there are some women who have never had a sexual orgasm before, and they're in their anywhere between like 18, they could be in their 40s, who have never had an orgasm before, and that's also a sexual dysfunction. But patients normally wait anywhere between three to 12 years before they ask for help. And they usually only get help after they've already had a problem for several years. Now, what do you think about that? That's crazy. But at the same time, I can see it. I can see it be possible. Now, I feel women are more communicative and uh, they talk a lot more to where they would they're willing to express themselves or express their feelings or what's going on. But males, I can see that being possible. I can definitely see that being possible on males to where they're not able to communicate that for a time. I mean, and it just it just goes through. But then if if, if if their partner doesn't say anything or say there's a problem or whatnot, then how is the male going to know this problem? I mean, that's a long time to let this continue on without getting any assistance or help. And I remember I was talking to you earlier, and it, I was kind of just saying, like, those hymns commercial for hymns commercial where they talk about how male baldness basically is an option at this point. I think the same is true for sexual dysfunction or sexual disorder is I mean it's optional because there's actually some therapies out there that are available that can actually be helpful for people because 50 years ago there were some therapists that reported that sex therapies are about 80 percent effective in all patients and so there's a high probability that if someone is experiencing some sexual dysfunction that they can either go see a sex therapist or they can even talk to their primary care doctor. Their physician can recommend something that can actually help to revert symptoms of sexual dysfunction and improve performance. So one thing that I also want to mention, and these are pretty interesting statistics, that about 40% of males over the age of 60, typically they experience some kind of erectile dysfunction. So it's actually quite common, and that's one thing that I wanted to have this podcast for is because oftentimes men are experiencing this and they think that they're alone, but they're not. A lot of men experience this 
And I know it can be kind of embarrassing to talk about it, but oftentimes men like for someone else to bring it up. They like their physician to even bring it up because oftentimes a man won't bring it up on their own. Why do you think that is? Because sometimes we feel like we're like reaching. We be, like literally, we be out there, hello? Is it me that you're looking for? I can see, like, we be out there just, we be on the island sometimes not thinking about ourselves. And then, too, even when we do mention it, you know, we'll be like, man, what you ain't, you ain't got the stroke? We like, man, what was going on? Man, what you ain't? Well, yeah, like our boys be doggers. Uh, unfortunately, you know how, well, I'm not sure, but guys, we dog each other. Any chance we get, we dog each other. Basketball court. Oh, you see, ankles, like we dog each other. <laughs> Football. Oh, you, I already lost you. Ankle, like we, we dog each other every time we get. So, it's, at the same time, we be over there and we be trying to, like, Sometimes we be confessing with our boys. And not everybody has that same issue in that friend group. And then so they be sitting there just be dogging you. And then we be looking like Denzel in the movie Glory with a single tear going through our eye, <laughs> oh going, coming gosh. down our eye, trying to confess to our boys on what's going on. Like, is there anything that we can do with everything or whatnot? To where, unfortunately, I feel, and granted, I could be like, people might attack me, be like, oh, no, nah, we we talk about all this. Me and my boy, we talk about all this. We help each other out. But from what I've seen in the friend circle that I have, we don't necessarily talk about this. On the female, girls could be talking about feminine issues. Girl, I got this for you. Girl, let me get this. Girl, I did this and everything and this. Like, they can talk and they can understand and they can relate. Guys, it's more of a, a testosterone thing to where, like, oh, <laughs> man, what, you ain't slinging that thing. Oh, you ain't you ain't bringing the heat. You, so you ain't just, bringing the heat. <laughs> it's just different things to where when guys try and talk about this, we can feel like an island by ourselves. Trying to get help or trying to see something about this and not be made fun of at the same time. And then at the same time, too, some females can sit there, even if you try and talk to a female or whatever, they can sit there and be like, what? <sighs> see, that's why I never one message you. I, I knew there was something about you that was funny. And oh, no. So it's, it's, so it's, it's, it's hard because at the same time, it's just, I would sit there and see it as a man is losing his name card to where he like he's he's feeling less of a man. They're gonna make him feel less of a man mm. and stuff like that. So I, I can I can see that. Wow. How it can be hard for us. Somebody once told me that they like having female friends because they're a little bit easier to talk to about certain sensitive issues. Just like you said, like women can kind of talk about certain things that's going on with them, even like sexually or whatever's going on in the bedroom. And they can like trade secrets and, you know, hook another woman up with, you know, the best things to use and products and whatnot. So I do wonder, like, what can a woman do or say to encourage her partner if she's noticing that 
he may have some kind of performance issues, whether it's um, watching porn and he's only getting aroused by porn or there's some noticeable erectile dysfunction or premature ejaculation. And we're not talking about one time. I do want to specify that. It's not a sexual dysfunction if a man has a hard time getting or maintaining erection just once here and there, or it's premature ejaculation, just like you were saying, he's excited. It's a first encounter with a new partner and it's a premature ejaculation. We're not talking about just one time here and there. We're talking about every time. If she's noticing her partner every single time, he's got some kind of problem maintaining or getting an erection or every single time is premature ejaculation. What can a woman say or do to encourage her partner to seek some treatment? Right. I was going to say, I was going to piggyback off of what you said too. LeBron ain't always the best. He, he ain't got a good day. He ain't dropping 38 or so points. He might be for the dub and 10 with two rebounds and, and like three assists. Like he, he, every Everybody has an off day. It ain't, you might not got all the paperwork done at the office or whatnot. And so so everybody can have an off day. But at the same time, if the partner can see a repeated pattern, then it, it, it might become an issue. And so, at the, and then to answer your question, though, is this that is this one thing? It says if it's repeated, then she can just, like, talk to you or just, like, <clears throat> if she's really, in a way, if she's confident within her, within their cell, if the partner is confident within themselves and they see that they're watching porn, they're always getting erected and they're always getting, feel a little bit more satisfied with um, with them watching porn, the person getting satisfied watching it, and the partner's like, how come you're not that satisfied with me? Then it's just asking the question on like, hey, or it's not, sometimes it's not even asking the question, just seeing, seeing what kind of porn they're watching and the consistency of what they're watching to where they're getting excited or satisfied. And, um, but again, it's just ask the question, it's just, hey, what are they doing that's making you feel this way to where you're not feeling this way towards me? And stuff. And so, like, it's, uh, to be honest, I was like, uh, if you haven't seen Honk for Jesus, <laughs> Gene the Hawk, that, that, is, uh, <laughs> that is an interesting movie. I watched it. It took me two days. Yes. I watched it in between. It took me, but that was an interesting movie. But there's a part in the scene to where she like she wants to get intimate, and then he's like, "Okay, yeah, let's let's do it, let's do it." But he's having some trouble. But then he was like, "Do that thing I like and stuff." And so he was so she did the thing he liked, and then. He was he was getting satisfied, but at the same time she wasn't. So it's just having that conversation on what what are they doing, or what happened to the fire or the spark that we had back when we first started dating. So That's it's, a good it's just having that conversation or looking to see what he's watching or or kind of doing to where he's feeling like that. And to be honest with you. <clears throat> that and then don't be I won't get mad just just let me know this yeah you better not get mad because your feelings may or may not be hurt your feelings may or may get hurt so it's just kind of 
asking that question and then just brace yourself for the answer because you may or may not like it. Wow. Okay. So be brave enough to ask the question, like, you know, how come, you know, you're not feeling that spark with me or what happened to that spark that we used to have or, you know, what's changed and right. Yeah, and then also be brave enough to sit there and listen to the answer as well because it may be something that you might not like to hear. That's mm-hmm. that's interesting. And then either way, just be you know direct with the question and be gentle in that approach when bringing it up. Yeah, don't don't sit there and be like, baby, hun. <laughs> so. I see that where it's not like don't don't be like we don't we don't necessarily even be and then we're gonna know it's obvious and stuff and then it's gonna be all straight defensive <laughs> we're gonna be all in defensive mode but just just be like hey like like um just kind of know some things and everything like everything's cool and stuff but like just so what's going on like how's what's how's things going like unfortunately like. Last night we were doing this, and this happened, and then again tonight we're doing it, and then this happened. So, is there something going on or whatnot? Now, granted, he might he might get defensive. And, no, I'm no, I'm good. I'm good. It's just give me a minute. Give me a minute. Like I, I, I still got this long stroke. I still oh got gosh. this long stroke. And stuff. So it's just. <clears throat> You know who brings the thunder. You know who brings um, the thunder. Thor up in these sheets. So like this. Thor up in these You might get hit with one of those. And then be like, okay, okay, just, just let it slide. Just before you got to <laughs> let it slide. But then eventually he's going to break down or he might think about it. And then you might hit him up in the morning uh, making breakfast. So he's like, I don't know what's been going on. I know I came with, a, I, I used to come with Thor and the hammer, and but now I'm over here coming with, I'm over here coming like Mickey Mouse with the, with the Tink Tink. And so, <laughs> like, so he, he, he might open up to you. Just You just have to, unfortunately, give him his own, give them their own time. Yeah, well, that give makes sense. Right now, we're going to take a quick music break. We're going to play a throwback. It's by George Clinton. The song is called Atomic Dog. Keep it locked right here. You're listening to the First Fridays podcast at thegodcollection.com. Yeah, this is a story of famous dog. For the dog that chooses this tale, we'll be busy. Rhythmic dog, harmonic dog, house dog, stick dog, dog of the world unite, dancing dogs. Yeah, kind dog, funky dogs, nasty dogs. Oh, wow. 
Podcast at thegodcollection.com. Shout out to all the listeners on SoundCloud. You just heard a song by George Clinton, and the song is Atomic Dog. Now, before we took that break, we're here with Mr. V, Sims If You're Nasty, and we're talking about male performance anxiety. I mean, back to um, Honk for Jesus, where you were talking about there was that scene where Regina Hall, like uh, her, the character who played her husband, I can't remember his name, was it Isaiah Washington? Who was um, the actor? I think that's who it was. I can't. I can't remember. And uh, man, so I, he, I, I got. I only focus on the black beautiful queen. That's okay. That's all so he was the, the queen. So he was telling her. So you know, they were getting ready. They were in the bed. You know, they're getting ready for the little little nightcap session and everything. But he couldn't get. Uh, an erection and then he was alluding to her to have oral sex like he needed her to do something to get him aroused now to be clear I don't think that's a sexual dysfunction because if he is able to get aroused that way 
by that stimulation he's receiving from his partner, then everything seems fine. So I want to give another statistic really quickly. This is probably the last one that 75% of the time a man has uh, impotency it's usually because of a physical problem. And because it's a physical problem, it is best for him to see his doctor, his primary care physician, even if he needs to go clear across town. I knew somebody who was like this too, that they were too embarrassed to go to their regular doctor. And we were talking about this too. That somebody went, this brother went clear across town to go see a doctor where nobody knew him. Nobody would recognize him. So whatever you have to do, just see a doctor about what's going on because it's a high uh, percentage that it's a physical problem. Now, if a man, for example, is able to get an erection or maintain an erection when he's masturbating, for example, or even when he's asleep. So this happens sometimes too, that I wasn't you know, necessarily aware of that sometimes a man will get erect even while he's asleep. So if he's able to get an erection in those two instances, then chances are it's not a physical problem. He's able to get an erection. Um, is most likely a psychological problem if he's unable to get or maintain that erection when he's with his partner. So I want to point that out. Hold up, hold, hold up, hold up, hold up. Time out, time out. Since we in the World Cup era, okay. I'm, I'm going to need to put a red card out for okay. this. You, you ain't know that a, a, a man in the sleep be getting... Get in the wood? In the I didn't know. Like, I didn't... Because I heard about... Well, morning wood, I suppose. Is that the same thing? Yes. Okay. So, okay. So right. So right. <laughs> okay. So right when a man wakes up. Well, it's not it every day, like is when it? A man wakes up. It's not right when it's like I, okay. Again, I'm not gonna out myself, but I'm gonna out myself. <laughs> so like, I'm just like even when I'm like when I'm waking up and everything, I'm like the first thing I'm not thinking of is like oh morning wood. No, this is more the fact that I was like I'm probably. The dream. Mm. My got a little, got, my got a little moist. Okay. My got a little, a little wet. Wet dream. But, okay. But I either I had a dream or it's just a feeling or just just something to where I'm just waking up. I'm like, oh well, oh okay. Like I'm gonna need this to go down so I can go do my business and everything. But yeah, like I'm gonna start like you. <laughs> No, that's the, it's the same thing as when, because that, again, that's the definition of literally a wet dream. It's just more to a man is having uh, a fantasy or whatnot in their dreams and stuff to where they're having an erection. Okay, so that's the same in thing. Their, okay, in, so, okay, morning yeah. wood, wet dreams, and women can have wet dreams too. Okay, so that's what we're talking about here. So if a man is able to do that, but he's not able to get or maintain an erection when he's with his partner, then chances are it's a psychological problem. He doesn't have a physical problem. So that's one way to tell whether you're a man or if you yourself are a man listening to this podcast, if there are some sexual dysfunction, erectile dysfunction, then you can distinguish whether it's a physical problem or a psychological problem. And again, if you seek Sex therapy, 80% of the time it does have a success rate. Now, only 5% of patients have reoccurring symptoms. So they can see their sex therapist again or see what else they can do. And then also the products that are on the market. Now, we're not here to endorse any of the products, but I mean, I'm sure that a lot of people have heard of, you know, Viagra, Cialis, or people just call them, I got the blue pills, you know, things like that. Or even seeing the commercials, like you said, you're watching ESPN, 
You can see the commercial. So there are products out there on the market to address such things. So there are things out there. Yeah, we got connected. Granted, she'll like it too. She'll like it too. There's commercials too. There's also CBD CBD stuff or or gummies or stuff that you can do. There's uh, the the Chew Blue that's out there that everybody's advertising stuff. I hope we get sponsors and stuff because I need some ends. Okay. All right. So, so, uh, but no, yeah, there's, and then, but here's the thing though, too, on that part, because, hey, you you over here got me telling all my secrets in this podcast. (laughs) But there, there, there's, there's been a point in my time too to where it was like a, yeah, got that snack and stuff, and then I was like, uh, I was like, you know what? What's gonna hurt to try? Let let me see the try yeah. and everything. And so there's <clears throat> there's nothing wrong with like trying or experimenting and stuff too. Just sit there and see if you can improve your sex life or your yeah your sex life and your performance in the bedroom. So I've I've done that. I've gotten I've gotten a few things myself that they're like, let me see what this does. They said this happens or this do this can this can grow, this can make you grow, this can make you laugh longer, this can give you the endurance and everything. And so I'm like, you know what? Let me see what this does. And so I, I again I'm not gonna out myself, but I'm out my that's my slogan for this whole podcast. Right. I'm not gonna out <laughs> I got Mr. D Sims if you're nasty on the uh, on the podcast today. His slogan is, "I'm not gonna out myself, but I'm gonna out myself." That, that's literally my slogan. Well, this is all really helpful because. It's so important for men to have these conversations and share this information because there are things that can remedy whatever kind of performance anxiety or even sexual dysfunction that's going on, especially because it gets so common, especially as a man gets older. I know that even there's men that are in their 30s, they're saying that they were at their sexual peak when they were in their 20s and they feel like they don't have the same level of sex drive. So it is important for men to know that you're not the only one if you're experiencing this and it is good to just experiment with some things. Um, talk to your doctor first because uh, some things can be kind of dangerous like if you don't necessarily need it. Like for example, I was telling you about somebody who was taking TRT, which is some kind of form of testosterone. I don't know that much about it. I didn't do the research on it, but it's something that men do as like a performance enhancer to kind of get his sex drive back because what happens is as we all get older, both men and women, men will lose testosterone levels. Women will start to not produce as much estrogen anymore. And there's certain things that you can do to um, take supplements. And that's sort of what a TRT is, is just a supplement to um, boost that testosterone. So there's different things that um, he was doing and the physician or whoever was administering the TRT was telling him, okay, well, we checked your testosterone levels. They're right where they need to be. So you don't really need this. So sometimes if you overdo it, you can end up having an erection lasting way too long or you can have problems sleeping or you can even have like cardiac uh, problems. You know, it's like you don't want to cause additional problems for yourself by going overboard if you really don't need it. It's kind of like the same thing if a woman takes up fertility pills like Octomom. Apparently she really didn't need these fertility treatments and then she ended up getting having eight babies because it was like she really didn't even need that 
kind of a thing. So sometimes there can be some negative side effects if you're going overboard by doing stuff that you and you really don't need it by experimenting. So there are some things that are probably safe to go ahead and try. And there are some things that you might want to do your research and talk to your physician first and just go ahead and try things out. I was gonna sit. I was gonna sit there and say too on besides trying things out on that one, just kind of going back on um, the whole thing about being celibate and everything. Uh, is that because another thing too that can get a guy a little bit discouraged, or he even though he came in, he came into the bedroom confident again this goes back to like your first time or whatever with a new partner but he came into the bedroom all confident and everything and then he came to find out that her body count is double his and stuff and, and that and honestly that could be possible I, mm. I, in my opinion I feel it's a lot more easier for when for women to get in bed with somebody and sometimes then with men. Now, with men, it can get shady. But, and then it can get shady with women too because then they'll sit there and start lying or what, like, I, I wasn't, I didn't consent to this. I'm like, man, yeah, you did. But, I feel that outside of that, with consent and form and everything, I feel women is a lot easier to get men in bed and stuff. It's just because men are dogs and <laughs> and we like chasing the cat. Bow wow wow yippee yo yippee yay. Oh my wow yippee yo yippee yay. Okay. So, right. <laughs> so but anyway, it's just um I just feel that to where a man can sit there and feel like, okay, well he he might not be sexually active as a woman is possibly sexually active and then he figures out her body count or what it is, and then he might get discouraged. And like, oh well, am I her biggest? Did I last the longest? Or was I was I the smallest? Or did I not last as long? Or was she satisfied? Now she's had this many guys. Like so, like all of those can run through a guy's head. Just understand. Like I'll just just be confident in yourself. Yeah. And then because like like I said like. <clears throat> It may, he may not, he probably might feel like he's not performing up the par or he's just getting too much in his head to where he can't perform like he normally does and stuff. And so it's just more the fact, just be confident in who you are and just understand that this is you and stuff. And she, she's with you even after the fact, she's still with you. Or they are still with you. So. Well, that's a good point. Because so that makes me, yeah. that reminds me of um, something that you said earlier, too, when you were talking about um, thinking about or just paying attention to what type of porn your partner watches. It reminded me of something that I was reading about a woman who she noticed that her partner was watching porn that had um two females and a male in the video so he's often watching these threesome scenes of porn and she agreed and decided to get into these threesomes so they were inviting another woman into their marriage so they were introducing other female sex partners into their marriage because this is what she wanted to do to to turn her spouse on 
But then she later talked about how she hated doing this. She really did not want to do this. It made me think of, I was watching a podcast that's called See The Thing Is, and they were talking about Drake's song. They were breaking down his lyrics of his song, Girls Like Girls Where I'm From, Girls Like Girls Where I'm From. And they were like being so critical because they're like, oftentimes like girls don't like girls like that. Like you're not going to meet that many girls who like girls. And some of them even pretend to like girls because they think that's what is going to turn their man on. And they end up later having this self-discovery that they're doing something that they actually really hate. So I think it is important to talk about what your boundaries are, things that make you uncomfortable. I think it is important just to have those conversations, just have those direct conversations with someone and let somebody know like what you're into, the things that you're you're not willing to do. It's okay to let someone know if you have some deal breakers and to communicate that with your partner. And that way you're not jeopardizing or compromising your own beliefs in your relationship because you're not going to be able to sustain that. Right, and 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 that is that is something to where you can sit there and agree, like, okay, like <clears throat> this is your birthday. <laughs> this is this is what you <laughs> this is this is what you asked for for your don't don't ask me again for this. This is this is your birthday gift or whatnot. I fully agree. It's just, that's going to be now. Granted, if he ain't gonna if if he's never going to have it, and you see him, that's what he's into. But he's still being faithful to you. But you're not gonna do what he what he's looking on for and everything. That he's gonna suck it up and just just deal with it and just understand that this is a fantasy that he's not gonna have. But it, again, I, I agree. It's just those conversations that you're gonna need to have with your partner. That's true. All right, so we're just getting ready to wrap up here. I know I said that I wasn't going to give any more statistics, but I do have one more. This one was really interesting that as far as women who have sexual dysfunction, whenever they seek treatment, they almost reverse their symptoms 100% of the time. So I think that was is really important to point out that if women are having some kind of sexual dysfunction then the women, especially the ones who have never had an orgasm before, when they're with their partner, it's important to seek a sex therapist or talk to your doctor about it because there are some treatments out there that are helpful to you as well. So one last thing that I wanted to talk about is when is the best time to bring it up. If someone is noticing that their partner has a problem in the bedroom with their performance, whether it's a dysfunction or whether it's just anxiety or nervousness because of their performance, when is the best time to bring this up to a man? Because he can get so offended or maybe a little bit nervous about talking about it. Is it good to talk about it over dinner? Can you talk about it on date night? Do you need to wait until you're in the bedroom to talk about it afterwards? Like, when do you think is the best time for a man to take this information better? I, I just think it's, uh, <clears throat> you can sit there, man, make sure he has a sandwich in his hand. <laughs> like, it's, 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 make sure he is getting fed. And, and like so, like he he's getting something in his stomach or so because he he's gonna be more because what does it say a man's heart's through his stomach yeah. so just make sure you got him some food some kind of food or whatever when you go start talking about this because he might be more specific to specific answer truthfully okay, okay so. <laughs> but 
it's either just um, you can probably just do it. The, like if you again, as what Leah said, it's just if, if it's a if it's a pattern, if it's a pattern that's been happening, then you can sit there and be like, hey, right after this, like I understand. Um, you haven't been you've been off your game a little bit lately and stuff, but what's been going on? What's been going on? Don't be don't come up there like baby. Uh, so <laughs> I um, it's it's perfectly, but I just noticed like don't don't be all like don't try to tell the feelings and then, no, like just you can be a little bit more straightforward again. Make sure the sandwich is right there next. Right. To you. Okay. Yeah, make sure that <laughs> make sure that food. Like you can do it. You can do it during pillow talk. Just be like, hey, like I've been like uh, something's been going on for the past couple of weeks. We've been at it, and you haven't been on your game lately. So just kind of see what's going on. Are you okay or stuff like that? Or you can do it the morning after, like when you waking up and the kids aren't around. Or so, or if you just if y'all have kids with the dogs on around and the stuff, and and just talk, and then just just talk to them then and do it that way. I, I feel <clears throat> that could be it. And then um, two, just understand like um, you can see see what's going on at work because there could be something going on at work or so that uh, that could be an issue to where. Either just too stressed out or something or so. But again, like I said, it's just those conversations. Just have it if you notice, as uh, what Aaliyah said, if you notice a pattern. You notice that pattern. Yeah. Okay. Now, one last thing before we go. Is there anything that men can do to help encourage other men to have these conversations? Or do you think it's still going to be a male ego Y'all are just trying to stunt on each other. Y'all are flexing on each other like it's just not going to happen. What, what do you think? It's always going to be a male ego. No matter what, there's always going to be a male ego. Always. But it's just more the fact on understanding who your true friends are. Mm. Because, granted, you can, sit, you can sit there and say it or whatever, and then you're going to have some that dog you out or whatnot, or you can have those. You can, or you're going to have those true friends who just straight dog you out or talk or talk mess about you but if you understand and know who your true boys are who your true friends are um even if it's females because females they be they be in sight to this stuff they be some of them be knowing up on some of these things to where just sit there and be like hey this is what's going on i don't know I think I could do better or what's going on. Like, I don't think I'm doing as well or doing as much and, or I'm not like my law stroke has became short stroke. So like, what's <laughs> like, what's like, is there, do you know anything? So it's just understanding who your true friends are and just be willing to open up to them about some of this stuff. Now, um, honestly, I was going to sit there and say is that, I would say financial could be a strong thing too, mm-hmm. to where if you're able to talk to somebody about financial problems that you're like, well, I'm the man in the house. I need to be providing or I need to be doing this and stuff. And if you're going to talk to somebody about financial problems or whatnot, they might be the same person that you might be able to talk to this about. But 
Also, you might have those friends you can talk to that about, those friends you can talk to those about, and then other friends that you can talk to this about. So it's just finding out who your true friends are and who you can fully talk to about. That makes sense. All right. Well, Mr. V Sims, if you're nasty, I want to thank you so much for joining me on the podcast today. I really appreciate it. Now, make sure you you for having me. Yes, you're welcome. As always, I got to have you back for another topic too, a little bit later on, because this is a great conversation and I appreciate your time for being here. Most definitely. All right, so shout out to all the SoundCloud listeners and shout out to all the listeners at thegodcollection.com. Make sure you keep it locked right here. We'll be back for another one and another one and another one. And we out. All right, y'all stay blessed.